Hi, I'm Bill Gaither, and welcome to More Than the Music, a podcast where you can join me for conversations with some of the most interesting people I know. Each episode features a special guest who has inspired me in some way during my 50 years in the music industry. You'll meet incredible artists, writers, and comedians, sports figures, and other folks I'm grateful to call my friends. Join me now for this week's episode of More Than the Music. It's going to be good. You know, I wrote a book one time called More Than the Music, and in the book, I basically wanted to tell people to get a life outside of what they do every day for a living. And I love what I do for a living. But, uh, Red Auerbach, that was the same advice he had to, huh. to coaches. Are you serious? Absolutely. He said you have to have something. It'll consume you if you don't have something else uh, apart from what you you know what your job is. And uh, I always remembered that because you know you, you'd think that that was all he cared about was basketball, but he uh, he strongly believed you had to have something else too. Well, I'm talking today to probably one of, one of my best friends, uh, even though he's at a distance. We stay in touch by phone pretty closely because, uh, Paul, I can remember the first time I saw you in person. We were doing a program at Sacramento at the, uh, at the arena where you coach the Sacramento Kings. And after the concert was over, a friend of mine who was the radio voice of the uh, – of the Kings, uh, Gary Gerald. And uh, he, he'd also been a graduate of Anderson University here in Indiana. And so I said, uh, Gary, who was a nice-looking uh, couple sitting on the front row? And he said, that's uh, our coach and his wife. I said, he's right on the front row? I said, yeah. I said, is he a gospel music fan? He said, I don't know, but he's a good man and a believer. I know that. And so the next day, evidently, you talked to Gary and said, I'd like to go on that Alaskan cruise with them. And so when the office told me you were coming, of course, anybody who knows me, I got a lot of love. Obviously, the love of my life is a sweet lady. I've been married for 57 years. But then I love the music, and I love what I do. But awfully close to it is uh, I love the game of basketball. I was never an athlete, but in junior high, I did play on our little team. I didn't play much because I wasn't that good, but but I just loved it, and I loved the camaraderie of it. So when he told me that you wanted to go, I said, okay, tell him that, that, that we'll find him a place, but I'm going to bore him to death asking him about basketball for a week. <laughs> well, Bill, your, your side of that story is, is, uh, is a good one, but our side of the story was that... Um, uh, my wife, Cindy, the love of my life, was um, had been coming out of a terrible period of physical pain. And one of the things that helped get her through was your music. And huh. then when we went to that concert, and it was just so fantastic. It was about four or five hours, I think. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we... Uh, we, we got out of there and she said, we got to go on that cruise. And she was 
starting to feel well enough to do that. It was the first thing she could really do without pain after several years. Yeah. And it, it, the, the music and your friendship and, and just the way you are with people blessed us so much. Uh, and for anybody that's out there, this isn't a paid advertisement, but <laughs> as nice as he seems on the radio, he's even nicer in person. So, uh, <laughs> it was just fantastic the way that, 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 uh, it worked out for us to get to know you and, and, the the people that, uh, you've gathered, uh, we were talking about before we went on the air a little bit about all the eclectic friends you have from all different walks of life. And I, I've kind of been the same way. Um, basketball's taken me a lot of places and I've got to know a lot of different uh, diverse people. And I do think you have me top because uh, I saw a picture in your office of you with Dick the Bruiser. <laughs> and I can't match that one. <laughs> well, he was an icon here in central Indiana. Every, you know, everybody uh, loved him. And boy, you talk about a character. He was a character. And you know what? People are just interesting. I mean, and uh, it's, it's fun for me to stop at a truck stop. And some old guy will come up. I had an old trucker who came up one time to me. Said, you Bill Gaither? And I said, yeah, I am. And he wouldn't hardly look at me. He said, I watch you on TV on Saturday night. I said, well, thank you. Appreciate it. He said, I don't get me wrong. I'm not religious or anything. <laughs> and I said, well, on a given day, I'm not real religious. I hope I'm spiritual. I hope I'm sensitive <laughs> what's going on. But uh, I, I said, you know the religious people are the people who killed the person that we sing about every day because he just wasn't religious <laughs> enough for them. So don't feel bad. And the old trucker looked at me. Kind of, I don't think I can get a, big, a better compliment than an old character who's probably been turned off for some reason, and I don't know, and I don't want to go into it. But uh, it's just a joy to say, well, maybe somebody out there is listening that... Uh, has uh, has dropped through the cracks somewhere or other, and it's just a lot of. And you're gonna, Paul, you're gonna learn so much from people like that. I, I cannot tell you the respect I have for a great bus driver or truck driver who knows, especially in our bus, who knows about diesel engines and no sounds and know when you better be concerned. Our lives are in their hands. You know, yeah. and you better respect them, you know. Well, I think that's the thing that, that uh, comes through is, is the respect you have for for people. And uh, you know who, who is, you have some similarities with this guy. People wouldn't guess it, but Charles Barkley is, is somebody who is friendly with anybody, particularly if they can't do something for him. Yep. You know, it, um there are a whole lot of people that want a piece of him and, and sure. want him to do this or want him to do that. But the guy who parks the car and the, the security guard and, and um, just, just people that, 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 that are regular people living their lives, he'll have more conversations with them. He'll go out of his way to uh, be helpful. And uh, I, I think that that says a lot for, for where a person's coming from is, is when they will treat somebody who, can't do anything can't really do any, anything for, for them. them. You know, there's no quid pro quo. There's just a <laughs> real connection. I, I think that's what you're talking about. And for the people who are just tuning in, I'm talking 
to Paul Westfall, a very good friend of mine, but also a great basketball player at USC. And I've talked to people who played against you when you were in college. And they, this one guy, and I wish I remembered his name. You didn't have a very good first half. And he said, a, you know, we call it trash talk. He said a smart aleck thing about how great you were supposed to be. He said, I wish I hadn't said it because the second half he came back and, and, and cleaned <laughs> us up. And uh, But uh, USC and then, of course, was drafted um, by the Celtics uh, in the NBA played for Boston, also played for Phoenix. And I got a call from you, Paul, earlier this summer. It was the saddest call I ever had because you said, I am going to be inducted into the NBA Hall of Fame and the uh, and the uh, uh, celebration is going to be <clears throat> the week after Labor Day. And I want you and Gloria to come be our guests and be with uh, Cindy and me. And I looked at the schedule, and we were scheduled. And of course, it was only about three or four months or five months in advance. I forget when it was. So I went to the office and said, is there any way we can change that weekend? I want to go to the NBA uh, Hall of Fame uh, celebration for Paul Westfall. They looked, and they checked, and I couldn't get there. But I watched it on TV, and uh, that had to be quite a moment for you. It, it was very, very special, Bill. It, it um, I don't know how to describe it too, in, in, you know, too succinctly, but um, it's just a fantastic honor that didn't have to happen. And uh, you know, Wilt Chamberlain, Elgin Baylor, Bill Russell, you know, <laughs> those guys. I, I grew up uh, with those guys as the example of what it what it was to be a Hall of Fame basketball player and to be able to. Uh, be inducted. Uh, Elgin Baylor was one of the people that uh, that 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 uh, what they call. I guess he stood up for me when I gave my speech. Yes, but, uh, yeah, it, it, it was such a thrill to be honored on that level. And more than that, we had. I had so many friends. Cindy and I have got to know people over the years in all the various places basketball has taken us uh, over forty or fifty years now. I guess. We had friends from each stop uh, along the way that some of them knew each other and some had never met. And we got together and and people were able to get acquainted, uh, kind of tie together different pieces of fabric from, from our lives. And that was just an excuse to get together with all those people uh, at that time and kind of look back and, and look forward at the same time and appreciate uh, what the years have brought. It, it was an amazing time. And, and you were missed, but... <laughs> you and I are going back next year when it figures that Kobe Bryant and Tim Duncan and uh, Kevin Garnett are going to get inducted. We're going to hang out back at the Hall of Fame so you'll get to uh, have a little bit of, of uh, Nice Smith Hall of Fame basketball ex- to experience. And uh, I think that as much as you love basketball, <laughs> we're going to have the best time ever. And the other thing is you downplay your knowledge. You, you would be a phenomenal general manager or coach <laughs> in basketball. Well, exactly what you do is putting together uh, the music. It's the same as putting together things in basketball. It's just a different skill set, but it's the way people relate to each other as a team and the way you bring out the best in each person for the good of the team 
That's what coaching is. That's what general managing is. I think Red Auerbach would have had a, a run for his money if you would have gone into uh, basketball. <laughs> you know, I'll never forget on that first Alaskan cruise when we sat down for our first cup of coffee. It, well, maybe it was later on in the week because we had about 25 different artists. And, uh, and when they come on that, I don't tell them this, but they know this is the case. Uh, and, and I'm doing this with my hands. I said, you got this much talent, and I take my two hands, and it, it's like you know three or four feet as far as I can stretch, you know, stretch my hands. You got this much ta- talent. And basically, I am saying, I want about three or four inches of all of that talent that you got for this specific week. And I'll never forget, at the end of the week, you said to me, Bill, you and I are in the same business. You got all this, all this talent, and as a coach, I had all this talent in one basketball. <laughs> and there is nothing, there is nothing so beautiful in basketball when five or six or seven or eight blue-collar players and maybe maybe one that might have some all-star qualities, but basically just good, solid players who know how to play with each other when they can beat the team with three or four all-stars. And we've seen that happen many, many times. You say, how in the world? I can remember all the years that Lakers have been so loaded with talent, and yet they came came to the finals even with uh, Phil Jackson as coach, you know, and... Uh, and a blue-collar team. I can remember the year the Pistons beat them. And in all fairness, most of us outside of L.A. that year, we were rooting for the Pistons only because they just didn't have that much talent. So I say basketball or sports at its very, very best is a wonderful life lesson. And the same is true at its worst. It's a terrible, terrible life lesson. However, Paul, same tra- same thing is true in artistry because, and in Christian music or any kind of artistry, you need a certain amount of talent to do what you're going to do. And so, and you got to look at talent, and I have to look at talent, but I'll never forget Donnie Wash, of the, uh, who was uh, the general manager for many years of the Indiana Pacers. He said, Talent will always seduce you, but character will bite you in the fanny. And uh, and <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and 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 you and I have talked so much about life lessons with sports and with music, or in any way where God has honored you and blessed you and uh, and gave you a little bit of a platform. Absolutely, and. and- I mean, talent is obviously required. Uh, coaches get fired when their team doesn't have enough talent. But but one of the things I think what what you're talking about, what we 100% agree on, is is hard work and the ability to bring out the best in your teammates is also a talent. And it's harder to measure that. You know, yeah. the, those are things that that come from the inside, and you can see if somebody can hit the right note or or can can jump real high or even as a great shooter, but yeah. the ability to bring out the best in your teammates uh, and the ability to, to outwork your opponent 
those are talents that that uh, aren't as easily seen, but uh, they certainly <laughs> are on display in successful situations. This podcast is being sponsored by the folks at Game Show Network. Game Show Network is dedicated to creating family-friendly, fun programming that's right for everyone. They've got great shows morning, noon, and night, and their afternoon block of original programs from 4 to 8 are the kinds of play-along, laugh-along shows that you can watch no matter who is in the room. Great to share with your kids or your grandkids. It's the kind of entertainment that will have everyone shouting their answers along with the television as they all watch the same screen. And these days, we know it's tough to get everyone to agree on, well, just about anything. If you're looking for entertainment that the whole family can enjoy together, the answer is Game Show Network. You know, it's interesting, and and you've talked to me before about Charles Barkley because of all the players you coached, he was probably you know one of the big the bigger names. Uh, And and watching him as an analyst, you know, I'd really I really admire his honesty. uh, Just saying what, and he gets in trouble for it. I know because uh, we live in a day and time where it's. We need to be politically correct, but he's but he says what he thinks, and uh, but I, I I've seen you go to bat for him several times as far as his integrity and his honesty about you know approaching life. Not a perfect person, none of us are, but um, that's been interesting to see your evaluation as an ex coach with an ex player and it was so great to see him stand up for you he and uh uh Elgin Baylor right yes you don't want to uh, and 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 you know my reading patterns but 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 I read the book about Kareem and his association with uh, uh John Wooden the coach Right. Who, by the way, is from Indiana. Hoosier. <laughs> <laughs> My good friend Jim Moore said it's too bad he coached at Purdue rather than at Indiana because Jim's been on the board of Indiana, uh, board of trustees for many, many years. But it was interesting uh, in um, that whole book to be just really captured. And I got such a new respect for Kareem uh, who's a Muslim, but respecting uh, respecting his coach and his Christian faith uh, so much in the book. But one of the stories he told about Elgin Baylor was when they when they played. Now, now help me here, Paul. You know this better than I. Did Elgin play for uh, Houston uh, University? Houston. No, Elgin played at Seattle University. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Elvin Hayes played at, at at Houston, and he was a. a uh, the rival of uh, Lou Alcindor at the time for UCLA. Okay, so I want to. Uh, so, so, so that's a correction. Well, he was talking about uh, uh, Hayes in, and uh, right. and I guess they had a game where you know Hayes made what forty points, thirty five, forty points, and beat them. Yeah, it was one of the it, at the time it was probably the biggest regular season college game of all time yeah. because it was nationally televised. Yeah. And Houston and UCLA were the, the two glamour teams. And, yeah. 
Well, uh, Kareem's team was supposed to be unbeatable, and they lost in the Astrodome yeah. uh, to Elvin Hayes' team. Well, back, Kareem had a scratched, a scratched eyeball that day; couldn't see the basket. But yeah. Houston got real excited about the win. I think I, that's my memory of it. <laughs> UCLA got him in the NCAA tournament by about thirty points. Well, it's interesting because from 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 a life lesson perspective. Cream in his book says after the game, uh, when they lost and they you know and 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 UCLA was supposed to to have won that game, that um, Coach Wooden came in and said, "Boys, um, we we played well, I thought, and we did the best we could do. We got to figure out what to do with Hayes, but uh, uh, we were beaten by a better team tonight." So uh, uh, let's go home and sleep on it. And then in the morning, let's figure out what we're going to do because we're going to meet him early, early or later on in the season. Yeah. So Kareem says, and I'll bet you any amount of money, the coach went to bed that night and fell asleep right away and got up the next morning and said 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 okay uh you know you know now i'm sure like any coach i mean there were things he said we we got to work on but for that night he said let's go to sleep and tomorrow we'll start working on this so when they played him later on uh they held uh, hayes i think to what the 10 15 points and it's pretty good. Yeah, they, they dominated them in, in the game that, yeah. that led to the national championship. Okay, so the life lesson here is this. Coach Wooden says to the team after they beat him, okay, tonight we were the better team and we beat them. Um, let's go home tonight and get a good night's rest and in the morning figure out <laughs> what we're going to do next fall. I love that. Those are life yeah. lessons. And, 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 and when it's at its very best, we learn and we grow. And I don't know how many times in my field, you know, a musician uh, has a world by the tail. And as my dad said, they can do the tough stuff. They can do the four, five, sixes, but they can't do the simple things, can they? The one, two, and threes. So co- <laughs> so Coach Wooden, the first day, would spend the whole day to say, say I'm going to show you how to put on your shoes and your socks, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Good life lessons. Oh, he had so many of them. Everybody that played for him. Uh, in fact, I I was in a game last night, sat with Ann Myers Drysdale, who the Pacers uh, gave a tryout to, the first woman that got a tryout in the NBA. Uh-huh. And and she played at UCLA, and she was really good friends with Coach Wooden. And uh, she was, during the game, somebody texted her. She was giving somebody advice in their life for at a crossroads, and she was quoting Coach Wooden. <laughs> and just, just how what a great perspective he had on 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 his Christianity and and, uh, and life and keeping things simple and being a person of you know who 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 says what they mean and does what they say they'll do and it, it, it's just he touched so many people just with his basic belief in that you follow <laughs> what the Bible says and your life will be a lot simpler. And uh, what, what, a, what a great man he was. You know, Paul, you mentioned uh, Cindy's dealing with pain earlier in this conversation. And uh, C.S. Lewis talked a lot about uh, pain. 
and I'm going to mess up this quote, Gloria would get it better, but he said, he speaks to us in our uh, good health, in our good days, but he shouts to us in our pain. And the, uh, and the person who said, no pain, no gain. I'm not so sure you know, on life lessons if we would ever move sometimes without the pain. And, 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 and when you ask people, when have you learned the best things in your life? When you were on top of the mountain and you could see forever and everything was going great or when you were in the valley wondering how in the world am I ever going to get out? And most people would say, I've learned the real good lessons of life uh, uh, through some pain, but I became a better person because of it. Well, I think that, that that's, that's deep, Bill, and it's, it's undeniably true. And um, there's another one, though, too. You remember Andy Andrews? Uh, he, in fact, I think it was on that cruise. He was talking about uh, how many people uh, have learned from their mistakes. Everybody raised their hand. Sure, sure. I just think that's a great way to learn. So, well, you know, there's a better way to learn, and that's to learn from other people's mistakes. <laughs> 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 but unfortunately, I think most of us are too hard-headed to really, really take that to, to heart. So we have yeah. to learn from through the pain. Yeah. You know, it's been a joy for me to... Um, <clears throat> to get uh, to know people at the top of their game and their faith has just simply been part of their life. It's not something they wear on their sleeve necessarily, but it, it, it dictates, it informs everything they do and, and, and getting to know you and Cindy uh, better. I mean, you've had a lot of success and God has honored you in so many different kind of ways. But the thing I have learned after living this long, the wise person knows where his strength comes from, where his health comes from. Especially, I mean, you think in the world of sports, the whole health issue is so important. So many careers, and I'm talking about good, uh, you know, good possibilities were ended uh, early, and uh, we didn't we didn't hear any more about it. Many of them went on to do some other things and do them well. Back to what your old uh, coach or general manager said uh, uh, all back. It's got to be more than life in basketball. It's gotta, in my case, uh, I asked Dr. Hart, Archibald Hart from out in L.A., who's a specialist on depression, because he was he went on one of our cruises and talked to our, a lot of artists. He said, a lot of your artists are dealing with depression. I said, that's, it's, it, it's what happens in our field. I said, I understand it, and I've dealt with it. And I told him, I said, but evidently, mine was not clinical uh, because I didn't have to take any medication for it. He smiled for a little bit and said, don't kid me. Your work is your pill. And I said, is that bad? He said, it's only bad if that is your whole world, if, you know, if the work, because if that is your whole world, you're not going to enjoy your grandchildren, Bill. This is 20, 25, maybe 25 years ago. You're not going to enjoy your grand. He was so right. 
And so that's when I'd not started. I'd already said, there's more to this life than music. I love four-part harmony. I love what you can do with it. I love our music. I love what it says. But there's a lot of other stuff going on out there. Well, they're, they're serious. You remember Vince Lombardi, the, the great football coach uh, from the Packers. He 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 said, uh, I, I, I hope I get this right. He said, gentlemen, your priorities have to be God number one, then family, then the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> yeah, those three. That's the right order. Boy, you know, and what wisdom. And, brother, when you get that messed up, you know, Jay Cass, the old lead singer, the statesman, and now, 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 he was my uh, uh, he was my Babe Ruth or my Kareem uh, uh, or whoever the kids idolize uh, Magic Johnson. Uh, Jay Cass was my uh, Magic Johnson, and uh, after I got to know him, and it's Paul, I can't tell you the joy of getting to know somebody as your hero when you're a kid, and then when you grow up, uh, find out. He, he was just as good as you thought he was. I mean, there wasn't a bad yeah. thing about Jake Hess. And he would grin and say, I tell you what, when the lights burn brighter on the stage and they do at home, you're in trouble. <laughs> 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 and he was married for 60 years to a little Miss, he called her Miss Joyce. And uh, they had uh, three wonderful kids. It was a perfect, a perfect, uh, a, a a pretty perfect situation as far as a family is concerned, with a pretty fantastic career. Isn't that great when you meet somebody you you've held in high esteem, <laughs> yep. and it turns out that 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 they're as good or better than you thought they were? Because yep. it's not always that way. But yeah, it's not that, always. That, to me, that's how John Wooden was. He he was consistent with who he was in the public and who he was behind the scenes. Who he was under pressure and who he was when he was relaxed. And uh, that's an amazing, amazing thing when you, when you find somebody that, that is, uh, that measures up to what your hopes for them are. That's rare. Remember, but you are too, Bill. I, I, I have to say that I, I'm not buttering you up, but uh, you're not paying me for this anyway. So I don't have to you, <laughs> you know what? I think this is, was true of mother Teresa when they, uh, when the Nobel Peace Prize came to her office there in India, and she came to the door, and uh, I'll probably get some corrections on this uh, one way or other, but but basically said, uh, you have won the no Nobel Peace Prize, whatever it was. And she said, what? Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> Had <laughs> said you know, total and she, basically, in her words, and I'm and these are not not her words, but basically her thing was, uh, well, thanks. I need to get back to work. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, and uh, you know, those kind of moments are great. What is so great? And I just talked to Larry Gatlin. He was uh, elected this year into the. Songwriting Hall of Fame, and he said the same thing that you said. He said, "Number one, it's great to get the award, but even bigger than being inducted into the NBA Hall of Fame 
is to hang around with some of the best people and, and, and find out that they grew old and not perfect, but, but just good folks, and they had a good life after basketball. Well, that's uh, perspective. You know, as you get older, you get some of that kind of perspective that, uh, you know, if it's happened too young, you, you might miss a lot of those things. Oh, that absolutely. That is really what, what you tend to appreciate more. Uh, yeah. uh, Paul, we're looking forward. Uh, you and Cindy are coming to uh, the Family Fest this year down at Gatlinburg, right? Yes, we are. We can't wait. Yeah. Uh, have you been to that event before? No, we've never been there. You know, we never been to Gatlinburg, never been to the Family Fest, so we're looking forward to the whole thing. We'll come in a couple of days early and stay a couple of days late. It's just a charming, charming little place. And on Friday evening, thousands gather there at the convention center, and uh, it becomes holy ground. I mean, we've got every gospel artist from the beginning of time, just about, has been there. Wonderful speakers uh, on both uh, Saturday morning and Sunday morning. We have a wonderful chance of uh, of putting head and heart together. You know, some wonderful speakers, and then a lot of artists I know you know and love uh, will be there that weekend. And just the joy of the community for three days is just pretty unbelievable. Well, we can't wait to experience it, Bill. Yeah. Really looking forward to the highlight. Uh, well, we're looking forward uh, uh, to being with you. Blessings to you and Cindy and to your sweet family, and uh, let's stay in touch. Same to you and Gloria. I enjoyed this. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Thank you for joining me for this episode of More Than the Music. For details on the Gaither Vocal Band tour dates, the latest Gaither music releases, and much more, visit us online at gaither.com. This is Bill Gaither signing off until the next edition of More Than the Music.